Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Welcome to episode 143. This is more of a bonus episode, really. It's related to the last, which was Stevie Georgina, or Stevie by the Sea, as you may know her on Instagram. And if you've not yet listened to it, before listening to this one, I recommend you do. Now, just a quick synopsis. Stevie is a crafter designer, just about to go into the art world. Although in her life story, she mentioned that at school she was put off of creating artwork by her art teacher mainly down to the fact they didn't agree with the sexually explicit work she was making at the time. Now today, I'm quite sure, a child producing that sort of work would be met with concern from the school teacher rather than disgust. Now in the first episode, Georgie didn't tell us what the reasons were, and I didn't push to ask. But quite some time had elapsed between Georgie and I recording this episode and it going live. And very recently, Georgie contacted the Ministry of Arts and said there was something she purposely left out, and pretty much every day since then she's been kicking herself for doing so. So on top of the Ministry of Arts having some sort of loyalty to its guests, and always very open to champion anything to do with mental health and wellness, we was more than happy to have Stevie back, so that she could get this something off of her chest. And on top of that, I was itching to know what it was. I'm quite sure that you've possibly already read between the lines. But on top of Stevie talking about severe episodes of mental breakdown and trauma of psychosis, in this episode she'd be speaking of the things that very probably triggered it, and which was definitely the cause of her making the sexually explicit work at school, and that was two sexual assaults and later on a rape. And obviously I've mentioned this at the start of the podcast, because if anyone listening has had the same sort of experiences, it could inadvertently bring to the surface things you've worked hard trying to deal with, so listener caution is definitely advised. So please, come and join me as I spoke over Zoom with Stevie Georgina. Palmy's a bit scared because I don't know if this is like too much to share. Um, Story's a story, babe, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. That is true. I think because like when we last spoke, I think I still had like... um. I, I was saying before, like I, those four years, like since I was unwell, I think have been a bit of a, um, like trying to almost hide what yeah, I yeah, like yeah. before that. 
and I was I just one particular thing like after I spoke with you just kept going round and round in my head which was when I said about my teacher putting me off of art and as much as that's kind of true there was like some stuff that happened before that and after that that I haven't shared um so like I don't know if I'm, I'm I don't feel like I mentioned that I did actually continue to like make art when like before I was unwell I, I don't feel like I did because I, I was like I've been spending the last like four years trying to pretend it never happened <laughs> and I didn't do it but I'll go back to before first to like give a bit of I don't know a backstory as to how I feel like all of it fits together Qu- quite a lot I think for, <laughs> I don't want to like upset anyone by saying it but um when I was like in so in year seven in secondary school like I was 11 and on the first week of being in school I was sexually assaulted in a corridor oh shit okay um which was you know terrible um and it kind of got like what in school in school yeah in a corridor in a busy corridor by like this boy in an older year who literally looked like like he looked old enough to be a teacher and it was like I I could like it was terrifying like because he was like twice my size I mean I was quite to be honest I was quite tall and like walked quite confidently until that (laughs) moment um so yeah that happened and uh, there was one nice teacher that was kind of like yeah like this is bad and tried to help me but um like it just got left and then uh, sort of nearer to the end of school so like maybe I was like 14 or 15 I was sexually assaulted again in school um fucking hell walking down some stairs there was a door that shouldn't have been locked and there was like all these boys at the bottom and I was like I was really into like goth and punk and kind of like I think people were always saying to me like are you a boy or a girl like they were like, <laughs> they were like what like what are I was you? I was going to ask the same question when I first met you <laughs> like I was I was always being asked that and like you know now it's so like it's, it's good to see that like people are allowed to be whatever they want to be yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean but back then like I was always like being asked that and it, it was and then that led to that happening like so they used that as like oh we, we want to find out if you're a boy or a girl and like I, yeah I was assaulted at the bottom of some stairs so then I it was just like I was trapped you know like in this situation and again no one really cared like it was like well it was almost like boys will be boys kind of thing and yeah. I was like uh, yeah, wow and then so then when I I think after that I became quite like fascinated by sex and like needed to know more about it because these things had happened and I was like what the fuck like so I think after that yeah it became almost a bit of an obsession a way of like figuring it out and when I took that work to that teacher she was like I was like where the fuck was the energy and disgust when I was assaulted? Exactly, exactly. Like, where the fuck was that when I needed it? And you're going to bring it to me? And I was just like, fuck this. And that's when I actually, I left school. Like, <laughs> like and I was like, I ain't doing this anymore. Like, I, you know, I, I'm like, it was just like the worst experience. And I think that almost like, I, I carried that around with me for so long. Like, was so Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And I think like, what happened to the pupils each time it happened? Well, this is the thing, right? The first one, they were like, I, I told a teacher and he like said he would take it to someone else. And then I never heard much more. And was the lad still there? 
well they were older so you didn't I didn't see him as much yeah, but I remember yeah. like it's almost like I blocked it out because I feel like I, yeah. I I went in the art block all the time I think I mentioned that like I was always in the art block I didn't do PE I I avoided like all the lessons because like looking back I was fucking scared the whole time I was in school that I was yeah. gonna get you know so it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Me again um and then the second time they were like oh tell me what these like boys look like and I was like, well, I don't like when something like that happens, you're not like looking in their face being like, I must remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I like I explained them. And to be honest, looking back, like they should have been able to figure out who it was because one, the door was locked. There was, you know, they surely could have like figured out who had been in the that part of the building. But yeah, I just yeah. didn't care. It didn't like, take Poirot to find out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but there was no, like, they really didn't care. And I always felt like at school, it was always like, if anything happened, like, to me, it was always like, oh, she's weird anyway. Like, she's just a bit of a weirdo. So, like... Probably on herself, yeah. Yeah, like, it really was like that. And then I think, like, I sort of carried that around for a long time. It was like, throughout my 20s, I was quite, like, pissed off at everything and, like, really angry. And like, I did eventually start making like art again. And it was all like everything I made was sort of like just like collages with like porn magazines, all that kind of stuff. And I would I would like make them on these massive boards. <laughs> and um, then I like moved on to doing it on like furniture <laughs> and like we <would> just. <laughs> oh, I've lost you. Here you are. <laughs> Here you are you using your, using your phone now, yeah? Yeah, I've got on my phone. I had it like as a backup, just in case. Right. So where it where it stopped, I don't know if you're aware, but you said then you started putting it on furniture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I did like these like collages on <laughs> on furniture, like in charity shops, like stuff they were chucking out. Um. So yeah, I did that for ages and was like, and then was it I started while you was at school. Sorry. This was after I was at school. So I, I had a bit of a time. I left school, went to London, like hung around with all these like really dodgy people <laughs> and was like getting in trouble. And then I was like, then again, I had a really, uh, I, I was raped when I was there. So this is like, a, I've got a very jolly story. Um, and then I was just like, again, I need to leave. Like I can't, I can't keep like, this can't keep happening. Like, and I need to figure out how I can just, be safe so I kind of became a bit of a recluse and ended up like uh, just inside all the time which is when I started like doing these collages and um yeah like then I met Chris and then we like moved in together and he like I mean he, he loved seeing all this <laughs> oh, there was like porn all over like the flat like so he was fine he was happy with that um, <laughs> yeah. yeah like my prayers have been answered like so and like yeah so I did that for ages and then also like, I did but when I made the work like I didn't want it to be like you know like looking at sex work and being like ah oh, look how crazy it is so then I like started um like working like on the cam sites and stuff and like just to like have like get a feel I guess for what like that kind of work was like and I think that's when like all this traumatic stuff really like just got brought back up for me oh mainly because like there was one guy and he just like really kept wanting to meet up in real life but it like I think like that pressure and like him being like where do you live like was freaking me out and I was yeah, like oh yeah. shit like is something's gonna happen again like um so it was all like kind of fine up till then so do you I don't... think you would have done that work 
if that hadn't happened at school? Um, do, you, do you think you was the girl that would have been had that sexually inquisitive mind anyway? Yes and no. Um, I I don't know though. It's it is hard like to think back. I think that like, part of me would have been like interested in that kind of stuff maybe like, but I think it's really hard to know like because as much as those like really bad things like link in with it I don't I think because like it did help me as well I find it hard to link it to the bad stuff does that make sense yeah, 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 like, yeah. but maybe not as extreme because like I also think that those things like the more I learn about like trauma um the more I'm like oh a lot of this like seems to be my way of yeah. dealing with like those events um and like now I do like work like work a bit of work with like the NHS especially around trauma yeah the more I learn the more I'm like oh like a lot of this yeah like is linked and was me like maybe figuring out and learning about something that was so, like felt so out of my control yeah yeah so yeah like I don't know if I'd have gone as far with it maybe because I was like really deep into, into the work yeah, but and... with, with any subject well, once you normalise a subject, yeah. Yeah, then yeah. the next bit of curiousness becomes normal once you get to know it. And then before long, fun. you know, you, you're sort of um, normalising all sorts of stuff that you wouldn't have done normally. Yeah, like, and then it gets to the point, like, now you say that, where like, I'm literally like, running out in the street naked. And then, like, the psychosis kicks in. Do you know what I mean? No. And it's like, yeah, like, so I, I think that it's linked... Um, but like it was hard because there was a point when I was doing all of, that, all of that work where I definitely wasn't like where I was still sane. So it's it was hard for me then to see like everything I'd made and done. Like, yeah, yeah. Taken away, like chucked in the bin, basically. And I was just like, oh, you know, that was tough, I think. for well, me. Well, the images that you were making were just visualising your thoughts, weren't they, you know? yeah yeah and I guess like as well it's probably hard for people that are close to me to see that kind of stuff because yeah. you know like sex is not something that people like talk about yeah. all the time and I think that's where I have been like really fucking scared to talk yeah. about the work I used to do because I came back online being like this crochet person and I really was like oh, I'm so wholesome I'm so innocent and I well, was that's like what I was, that's what I was going to say it's, it's, it's like a fucking mirror image um, not mirror image it's like a 180 degree turnaround isn't it because is. now you're the crochet queen yeah and like back then I was just like mate, like you know everything was to do with sex and uh, when we spoke I had this like constant thing in the back of my head where I was like shit like what if I've said something and people, cause I, I like me and my friends used to put like these weird like videos on YouTube, like that were like, I don't I, like I, and some of them are still on there cause I've looked, but I can't watch them because I don't yeah, yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying. And like, they were close to the psychosis. So I've got that in the back of my head as well. Like what the fuck was going on? So it's scary. Like, but I'd, I, I, I was talking to Chris and he was like, you can't just go around like, pretending like things didn't happen and like being ashamed because like yeah. it's it's not it's, dealing it's with hard. it is it no exactly and like I, I was like I can't keep pretending that that's not what I've done and that I was like I've always been like oh I'm just like happily crocheting in the room like <laughs> um but it's not been like that <laughs> so did you when, when we last spoke did you divert away from it you know I think 
I had a guard up still, like, yeah. and that's where I'm of really course. glad because, like, when I spoke to you afterwards, I was like, I felt so pissed off at myself for not being honest. Yeah, but the difference is, Stevie. This, I mean, all right, you're talking to me now, and I, I, I'm quite aware that a lot of people bring their barriers down when we have a conversation because I'm quite mm-hmm. open and honest myself. Yeah. So that's what a lot of people do. But we're being recorded. You know, this is going to go out into the public realm. So yeah. you're not, you know, it's something that you may well have told me if me and you was just having this Zoom and it wasn't being recorded. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for, like, you know, letting me talk to you again about it because I just, like, I can't keep going around pretending it didn't happen. And, like, it's, it, I'm almost, like, feeling now that, like, since we all sp- spoke even, like, I feel like my YouTube's getting, like, it's finally going somewhere because I'm, like, actually comfortable and I'm, like, it's okay that these are these are things in my life and it's nothing to be ashamed of like yeah. so yeah it does feel good then, but we've all got that in our past haven't we you know we, we, we've all got skeletons in our closet yeah, no but yeah. I mean I've, I've been around sex workers in whatever realm for, for years since my early 20s you know work working with yeah. girls who, who are doing sex for money or in the porn industry lap dancing, table dancing, you know, I've been around all of that since since my early 20s. And some of the girls, they get into that because they've had a bit of trauma in the past. Yeah. Just, and it's pushed them into that um, into that industry. It's, it's nothing to be, well, it's, it's me saying this to you. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not anything that you should be ashamed of because it's only other people who've got the problem in it, you know? That's exactly it. And that is where, like, now I feel like I can turn around and be like, yeah, do you know what? If somebody's going to say something, I don't fucking care. Because at it's the end of the day... It's a different world now, isn't it? Yeah, and at the end of the day, I think, like, I know that I've had this conversation with people sometimes and I've mentioned it and they're like, oh, like, how would you... Why would you do that? Oh, it's so good you don't do it anymore. And I'm like, no, yeah. like... That's because like- it's people who don't have any understanding of that arena. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I think that was another thing that made me shut down because I was like, oh, like, especially like in this like little crochet world, I I know that like most people are really understanding and lovely, but of course there's going to be people that are going to be like, give me a bit of side eye for it. And like, you know, I can't change their mind. If I can't change their mind, that's fine. But yeah, as if you know, it's some sort of crime you you're constantly committing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's been the scary part, you know, like that I know there are things out there that maybe people could find or see. And it's that fear of it getting brought up to me and me being like, oh. I mean, it's you're just taking possession of your past, aren't you, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, I don't and that's the only way to deal with it. Exactly. And I can't, I can't keep worrying about like what one friend said in the past and just assuming that everyone else is going to say the same yeah. thing. Like there's not, there's no point. Like I'm not going to be happy living like that and just lying all the time and trying to like build up this fake person almost like. But um, we've all, we've all got stuff going on in the back of our minds that when we was in a scenario, we should have said something, you know, we always yeah. regret not saying something to that person who needed calling out on you know, stuff happens in the moment. You make a split decision, left or right, you know, right or wrong. Sometimes we make the fucking, the, the, give the wrong answer and try and deal with that for the rest of your life, don't you, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. 
But yeah, I think we've all got stuff like that in the past that um, oh, I've never run out in the street naked, personally. I've covered, <laughs> I've covered me walls in porn before, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you an ex-prisoner? <laughs> oh, but yeah, the, the turn from that to when, when you put posts, posts up now on, on your walls, you've got boxes of, of different coloured wall. It's, yeah. um, it's quite a turnaround, isn't it? It's a turnaround. The great thing is, like, I do actually still have some pictures, like, of me with these, like, porn collages on the wall, right? <laughs> I don't know how they'd go down on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, is your porn. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah definitely. <laughs> but are you all right with it? Where are, where are you now, Stevie? In, in, in all honesty, where's, where's Stevie at now, mentally? You okay? Yeah, so good. Like, I think the more, like, when I started doing, like, this work, like, around trauma with, like, some staff from the NHS, like, that's really, it's just opened up so much for me and, like, really made me, I think, more confident. Like, I feel more confident. I feel more confident in what I'm doing. Like, I've got so many like, ideas of my art now. And I don't, I think in the past, I regretted that I hadn't, like, I didn't feel like I'd finished what I was doing. Yeah. But now I've, now I'm like no like this is the next step now like that was something I did and now it's just so, it feels so good now like because I feel like the art I'm making and that I'm planning on making is like stuff that I can show everyone for a start I don't have to hide it when my nephew comes around like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going around aunties again <laughs> <laughs> time like my family and stuff weren't like didn't say it was like weren't funny about it or anything it was just like I just feel like now it's a bit like easier to share yeah with everyone and like yeah like and I learned a lot doing that work you know like it's still like is there like inspiring me in some way but just well, Steve it was a stepping stone to where you're at where you are now darling wasn't it definitely yeah and I, I, I'm actually like I look back at that and I'm proud that like I did all that and I think I learned a lot from it and you know what maybe it did like push me into my psychosis a bit quicker but that, <laughs> that was good because it was gonna happen anyway at the end of the day so it also made it easier for me to open up you know and like I, I honestly think like my therapy and stuff you talking about all that <laughs> you know I know some people go in and it's hard to say those things it feels like nice to just admit it though because you know it, as it has been ever since I came back online it's been a bit of a fear so yeah Oof. I mean going forward yeah you don't have to use porn images again you yeah. just have to sort of work on the fact of someone using that subject you know the old you like you may have heard me mention about my Roy Maynard and my Gary Mansfield you know yeah you've got your Stevie by the sea is now and the old Stevie, yeah. Oh, please tell me you had a you had an online name. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know if I should share it then because people might find things. It, it is hilarious. You're gonna cut this out, yeah? Yeah, I, I, I promise I'll cut it out. Okay, so I used to call myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Hey. Instagram. So, so. <laughs> Was that just a joke thing, or do you think that was dealing with something as well? Probably dealing with because, something as well. Because you possibly, one one side of it made you feel a little bit sexy, 
But yeah. the other side, it could have been that it's making you feel fucking dirty and worthless. So that's why you you call yourself that. You know, I mean, that's some fucking conflict. Feeling sexy is fucking up there, isn't it? And and yeah, feeling yeah, yeah. worthless is properly the other end of the scale. And you know what? The whole time I was going between those feelings, like really extreme, like, oh, my God, I'm doing the right thing. I'm amazing. Like these like men love me and like, oh, I'm like these amazing women in these magazines. And then like I lay in bed sometimes and be like, oh, like I actually hate myself. Like I and, you know, that's shame. Like, oh, my God, what would my parents think? What would my like sister think? What would my friends think? Like because some of them knew and some of them didn't. And there was that like just and I think also like having such a jokey name like made it like oh it's just a joke yeah like you know it was like a bit of protection if someone found out yeah that's that's you mentally having an escape route isn't it yeah exactly I can just be like it's not real it's just and I remember I was always going around being like it's kind of like performance art I was just gonna say that but then I got like then I had this other thing in my head where I was annoyed at myself because I didn't want to do that do you know what I mean like especially for all the people that do it as work and like I didn't want to come across like I was like taking the piss too much. And yeah. it, like there was all these questions in my head. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it was giving me all these things to think about. And I, like, then my brain was like overwhelmed with like, you know, and there was, it was just one door would open another. And I was like, I don't know where I am anymore. Like, yeah. I don't know what I, what I am, what I, what I actually think I am. And it was fucking confusing. And do you think entering the crochet world, was your route out of it mentally by saying to yourself that I'm in something that is so far away from sexiness. It's easy for people to digest in a way. Like I don't have to explain it to anyone, especially not myself, because it's just nice. Yeah. I struggle still now, like, because there's, as much as some of it's behind me, I'm still that person in a lot of ways. Well, do you think, Stevie, it's because, because both of them are, they're sort of like fake identities that you're you're creating they're fake personas to yeah. try and sort of deal with or, or give the impression that you're that type of person firstly you wanted to sort of give the impression that that you was this confident sort of sex queen in control of your yeah. own sexuality when in reality it was forced upon you you're counterbalancing them thoughts by being this sort of um very wholesome persona that you're putting out there online. Both of them being on video as well is quite a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it is weird, like, thinking about that. I, I was talking about, I've been talking about it, like, with Chris quite a lot. And he did say to me the other day, he was like, you just need to stop, like, obsessing over people thinking, like, are you nice or are you this? Because it Telling doesn't the world matter. What you are, yeah. yeah, like, he said, it really doesn't matter. And he was like, and when it comes down to it, like, you've got people that love you and you've got your, like does it really matter and like no yeah. but like for so long I think because there was especially because like those old videos and stuff like I don't I I can't watch them because like there are I know now like with trauma there are some things you need to just like leave closed do you yeah. know what I mean and you don't need to delve into them yeah, you don't need just, to revisit them yeah yeah um so that part is a scary thing because it's like if someone watches that what was going on but until like I just think I've just got to stop obsessing over it and just I'm on the path I'm on now that was in the past and you know I can't it's, it's just dealing with stuff and it? it's it's doing where you are at the moment 
no matter what anyone says who's, who's never visited that world, there's fuck all wrong with being part of the sex industry unless you're being forced into it. Yeah, I totally agree. No yeah. matter whether it's a man or a woman, you know? Yep. But where's where's your art going now? I know it was, it was a couple of months ago that we spoke. Yeah, I'm excited with where it's going. And do you know what? I was I was saying the other day to Chris, like, you need to start charging people, like, for mentoring because, like, <laughs> all of this stuff, like, so much of it has come from our conversations where yeah. I'm being, being like, oh, it's, like, it finally makes sense. Like, I can do that. And, like, people are interested. Like, you know, since we last spoke, you know, the emails I've been getting are amazing. Like, I'm getting these, like, long emails, like, from people. And, you know, when you really feel like your connect, your, the connections yeah. are so genuine now. Yeah. Like, and, like, I was a bit scared of turning off my comments because I did feel like, am I going to shut people out? But do you know what? It's been, like, more than ever, like, with inboxes and emails and just having these really, like, meaningful conversations with people that are into art, into crochet, like, interested in, like, exploring these, like you know, different paths. And it's so, it's, you know, thanks to you, to be honest, because like, <laughs> oh, I think before, before then it was, I wasn't that sure. And I was kind of, like I said, I was close. I was just like, there was just this big wall up. And, uh, you know, our conversations have like really, you know, made me just like, you know, what, fuck the wall. <laughs> but it's the same thing. I mean, it was only through me looking at other people, like sort of like Tracy Emin, who, who constantly uses her past in her art, whether, yeah. whether that's something for her to deal with. I think, you know, that's that's become a whole different thing, the Tracy Emin now to the Tracy Emin 25 years ago. But either way, you know, she's the person who's putting herself out there to show all the time. And, and most of us wouldn't fucking dare of doing, doing any of that, you know. And yeah. it's, it's only when, like, you know, I speak to my mate Lee, pretty much or three or four times a week we're sitting and having an arty chat you know we're dealing with stuff these conversations that we both have we're both throwing our shit onto each other and helping each other process it you know and yeah. I remember I was standing where I'm walking in out in my back garden talking to Lee saying about how I'm finding it so hard having this life trying to please the art people but then also this fucking other side of me is you know, wants to make art in an instant. He wants to just throw it out there and make money. I said, that was the old me. And then I mentioned Roy Maynard to Lee. And I went, that's it. I've, I've got to give him a fucking name. That's how I can separate my two worlds. And then, bang. It was like the, the wedge had finally made the tree fall down. You know what I mean? It separated yeah, yeah. My, my roots from my, the new me, you know. And, and I wish someone would have said to me before, you know, give it a, give it a name. You know, take yeah. possession of the old you. It was it's what you done at the time because that's the way I was thinking then. I don't think that way now. Can't feel ashamed of it because you can't mend it. You know, for a long time, like I said, I had I had that real anger when I was making things, and that was all. It always went back to that. You know, feeling a bit cheated. I, you know, now that's my only memory. Do you know what I mean? It's just that teacher being like, no. Um, but now I don't. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the so. most traumatic bit of it, isn't it? The, the the fact that someone put their hand up your skirt, that's a fucking traumatic fact. But then when you're telling the person that's supposed to care for you and they're sort of making it seem as though it wasn't of yeah, any interest is. or fucking relevance, then all of a sudden you're going, well, where am I then? Well, who the fuck am I? You know? Yeah, like, 
like I look at that situation now and I hope that these days like teachers would look at someone that is maybe like, like going on about sex a lot and like wonder why they are and explore that rather you know rather than like shouting at me in front of a whole class take me aside and say you're doing this is it like what's going on because in a way I think I was by doing bringing like sexual material in or like I, I was trying somehow to be like is anyone ever going to care you know trauma still isn't spoken about as much as it should be and like with the links to psychosis and how it often leads to psychosis and all this stuff and like I just hope that I think that's where I feel pretty confident at the moment because I'm proud of this like work that I'm doing as well because I really hope the more trauma is understood and spoken about and people are educated about it they might realize you know these little signs are something to sort of take notice of I didn't understand what trauma was really until like just before I was going into therapy and the only reason why I knew about it was because like it was I had EMDR therapy which is for trauma like you know a lot of people that have like PTSD and stuff they are they are like encouraged to have this EMDR therapy and and you know the therapist taught me about like trauma stabilization where and for that he encouraged me to use crochet yeah and he was like that's your trauma stabilization technique that's one of them when you say that it was a doctor who told you to use crochet as a way of dealing with your trauma, that's exactly what you've done with porn images and the sex industry. Yeah. And you've done it off your own back, you know, so you was doing the right thing. You possibly chose the wrong subject. Yeah. You, you were still diverting all of the fucking thoughts that was coming into you. Yeah. It was still a pressure release, but you was doing the right thing. Yeah, so definitely. Fuck all to be ashamed of. If anything, I think you should commend yourself because you was dealing with something fucking traumatic in the only way that you knew how to deal with, and it fucking worked. You know what? I look at my life now, and I'm like, I am here still. Like, I'm still here. I'm, I'm actually happy. So, it, it did work, didn't it? Sorry, like you say, like. Oh. But it was psychosis that you were going through, and you was dealing yeah. with it on your own. So come yeah. on, fucking hats off, love. No, thank you. It feels. I, I'm really glad that I said so because I was just like, I, I've just got to. You know, that's, that's, that's a healthy thing to do. Being open doesn't mean you've got to be like Tracy Emin and throw the world everything. Yeah. That's exactly what you've got to do. Because if, if you don't feel comfortable with what you've said, or, or in your case, what you haven't said, there's no problem in, in going and saying like, I, I want to add something more. I didn't say something because I was scared to. But, you know, thank you for like giving me a chance so I can share this because it feels bloody good to it and just to yeah it just goes to show if you've got a problem something niggling you just speak to a friend just speak to oh it doesn't have to be to a friend you can speak to someone at a bus stop that you don't even know and just getting it out it fucking helps you know yeah definitely but you're in a good place now yeah feeling good feeling excited for the future <laughs> and crochet porn isn't going to be um isn't going to be a part of it yeah, we'll say about that. <laughs> In a few years' time, when they're making documentaries about your Netflix, and they began, this is where it all started. Yeah, you know the, know the crochet killer? Yeah, it stems back to him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Fucking hell. But you're right, though. Yeah, no, everything's good, so. Good. So I'm all looking right, forward to so. seeing what happens from here. Me too. Stevie, I'll see you later, darling. See you later.
Shut up, bye, bye. There we are, Stevie Georgina. What a person, right? Just goes to show, doesn't it, that, you know, you sort of sit next to someone on the train and you have no idea what that person has been through. I mean, just like Stevie, anyone that bubbly and energetic, you'd think has never had a care in the world, you know? But I did speak to Stevie just prior to this episode being released, just to make sure she was still okay with it coming out. And she said that she was fine with it, mainly because she's had some really positive messages on social media about it. So it just goes to show the power of telling someone what's on your mind, no matter how trivial you think it is. That said, that's what we'd advise you to do if anything mentioned in this podcast has had an adverse effect on you. Or if you think you'd like to contact someone but don't really know who to get in touch with, just drop us a line here at the Ministry of Arts, because we've got several friends who work for organisations in that area. So anyway, that's about it from me for this week. Our next episode is architect Madeline Kessler, who has co-designed the British Pavilion at this year's Venice Biennale. Pretty cool, right? Anyway, until then, toodle pip. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. If you're unable to support us on Patreon... Leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to this podcast really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. Or even giving us a positive shout out on your social media. Anything is appreciated. But either way, thanks for listening. And until next week, ta-da.